0: <laughs>
1: What's going on, party people? I'm Jimmy, and I'm with my good buddy, Ben, and this is another episode of No Other Pod, the last yes. episode of No Other Pod before game week. Forever. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> the pod is ending. <laughs> Goodbye. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it's not. No. Uh, next week is game week, man. We got one more podcast after this before the game actually happens, but we will be in the middle of real live sporting KC game week. Oh, so. it's coming, Mac Daddy. It's coming. <laughs> but um, uh, we, uh, we seem to have made it through the off-season, barely. Is uh, any more crazy winter weather happening in Chicago?
2: No crazy winter weather here. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, I'm Dan Kuzer, and I live in Chicago. And that's Jimmy Mac, who lives <laughs> in Kansas City. And we do a podcast, and it's fun. And we make this Welcome. work from hundreds of miles away. Um, I'm pumped, man. You know what day it is today? What day is it? Hump day. (laughs) day, Have you been seeing those dumbass commercials again? No, but
1: I'm not going to lie to you. That was about the last thing I expected you to say. I thought it was going to be something related to
2: Sporting KC. No, you caught me off. Nope. Geico's been circulating those old commercials, and I'm like, "Gosh dang it! How how old were we when those came out?"
1: <laughs> oh my god, we don't need those anymore. It's like the camel. Brought to you Hyundai. by Geico.
2: <laughs> Jeez, too funny, man. Um, hey, let me tell you something, though. Tell I got me. a couple of reviews to read, man, and I uh, okay. We're up to ninety-two now. Do you know this? Ooh, we're getting close to a hundred. The Quest for the Benjamin. It's close. It's all about the Benjamins. That should be a song. It is a song. You know, I think uh, you, uh, <laughs> you should write it. I'll make it, it might a song. Be a hit. <laughs> Life is a song if you can sing it. So let me tell you this. Uh, Another round back of Koo's dis- karaoke. Karaoke. Karaoke oke we had a we had we had one back in December twenty seventh, man. And this was oh from boy. C Robinson ten twenty six, and he probably don't even listen anymore because we didn't read <laughs> oh, the no. review. And I'm like, dude, oh no. I'm so sorry we we missed it because Jimmy was out of town, and so we didn't uh, bother to look at him. It is Jimmy's fault. Um, I'm, I'll I'm posting an ad on Monster dot com right now for a new co host, <laughs> but. Please but, tweet dude,
1: Dan at Dan Kuzer your application as to why
2: you should be the new co-host. Oh, my God. Spam yeah, I Just just, just <laughs> pictures pictures of Fred Savage. That's all it is. That's all it takes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, dude. I don't know, but now tweet Dan pictures of Fred Savage at Dan Love Couser. him. Who doesn't? This guy, <laughs> by the way says, I love this podcast. The guys are hilarious, not only in this, but on Twitter. After every game, win or lose, I get almost as excited for the new podcast as I do for the actual games. That melts my heart, by the way. It makes me feel good. And when a new one comes out, I always find a way to listen to it while in class in high school. Their soccer talk oh, is unique and great anytime, whether it's SKC, MLS, or just U.S. soccer. Can't wait for 2019. 2019. Well, 2019's here, and I'm just now reading your review, and I feel like a <laughs> douchebag. But dude, that's Going love. Back in time. That's mucho that is love. love for Mi Corazon.
1: It's good stuff. Now uh let's uh make sure you don't get caught in class. We're not encouraging dude, you to not fantastic. pay attention in school. School is important. Stay in school, kids. See, podcasts um, weren't a
2: thing when we were in high school. How would you I don't even know how I'd get away with that.
1: I I don't know either. Like he's probably got his AirPods in. Like I we didn't have oh. wireless headphones back in the day. Like
2: dude, I used to have um, like an old navy hoodie where the strings to the hood were actually earphones.
1: So your teacher was just like, "Why you got your your hoodie strings in your ears?"
2: And I'm just like, "Shut up, don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> like it's the new style. Don't worry about it." It was pretty um, stupid, but I could I thread it through my my hood, and I could I could write myself uh, little voice notes on cheating on an exam. It'd be like me in my headphones, like, "Oh, that is uh that composer is Bach," you know, that kind of bullshit. I majored in music. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, kids these days though, they all have computers kids and iPads and stuff in class too. So he could just be pretending to do work, and he's actually listening to us talk about coos karaoke and cheating on exams. That's bananas. So.
2: Kuzioki, man, it's a real thing. It's a weekly installment. <laughs> Kuzioki, but uh, we'll
1: uh, talk about that off air. <laughs>
2: let's fa- let's fast forward to a new one that says it's titled "Mac and Koo's Thrilling Hour of Excitement." And there's probably more, but the little the little three yeah. dots cut it off. So I'm I'm guessing it says "Thrilling Hour Uh-oh. of Excitement Bonanza."
1: Incidentally, you and I are launching a new mac and cheese brand called Mac and Coos. So uh, that was a good cheese. segue,
2: <laughs> dude. You don't want to know what Coos means in uh, in <laughs> Europe, by the way. It's a very dirty nickname, I, you guys. Okay, well then, would, yeah, don't you know, don't Google probably... that. Well, what 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 In what's this segment
1: called? called "Don't Google That," yeah, we tell Ur- you something not to Google.
2: Don't <laughs> type that into Urban Dictionary because uh, it's very very nasty in Europe. But uh, we're Americans, so we're straight shooters. But this this five star <laughs> review, bro, says it's from Manny SKC. Here we go, guys! I finally got an account to rate you. Uh, about time! After we pestered you guys for nineteen years, uh, this <laughs> is the best pod out there. I've been tuning in for a little over a year now, and I have to admit, it's the best part of my Wednesday commute. Tons of banter, witty responses, and the greatest spoonful of sporting you can get. Just can't get enough. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> it's good stuff,
1: dude. It's pretty cool, man. We uh,
2: my heart is so. We got a
1: couple of uh, we got a couple of pod titles. I feel like out of this, we got you know, Mack and Coos thrilling hours of excitement. We got spoonful of sporting. Like these are all fantastic episode titles. Mary Poppins reference, shamelessly, absolutely, shame shamelessly will steal. There's no shame. So, uh, it's good stuff, man. Keep keep
2: them coming. If you haven't done it yet, I mean, maybe you're tuning in for the first time because the season is upon us. Soccer is imminent. It's exciting, dude. Imminent. Yeah. love that word. When you guys
1: are listening to this pod on Wednesday, we got the first sporting KC game of the year that will be streamed that you can actually watch with your eyeballs tonight, tonight. Tonight. So 5 uh, PM it's happening. Two matches at the same time against the Houston Dynamo split squad. That's we'll talk weird. about that a little bit later. It's a little weird, but uh, man, man, we uh, we have real live soccer that we can watch on TV today and our oh. computer,
2: and then next week, well, or people we got on their CCO. phone in their cars crashing on the interstate. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't <laughs> we do not do... advocate
1: watching sporting KC and driving at the same time. Right, don't so, do it. Uh, Definitely. What happened? <laughs> I, think, so, I think we, yeah, no, no driving and watching, um, but definitely we will all be excited for that for sure. And then yeah, of let's course, put we'll the sound on. Week. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Put yeah, the sound like on a radio. You got it. You gotta, yeah, just don't crash. As long as you don't crash, we'll be happy. So um
2: yeah, that'd be bad. What was playing when they wrecked their car? Uh, some B level <laughs> podcast called No Other Pod, whatever that shit is. Oh man, what a terrible hey. way to go! <laughs>
1: they say all PR is is good PR, so I don't know. That's if That's true. true. It's probably it's it's not true. Um, I can tell it, you that we don't want to be responsible for crashes. So. No, no, no. This just got real dark, dude. Uh. <laughs> it did. Let's make it darker. Um, oh god! Did you, you were the one who told me about this. Uh, a, a little piece of of the sporting KC digital family died today. Do what? you know what, what I'm did talking I tell about? You? What? The Kansas City Cauldron oh, Facebook that's right. group was was killed in Cauldron cold Facebook. blood on Done, Tuesday. dude.
2: Splatter. Debris so, everywhere.
1: Yeah. The, I don't understand. Uh, the the former, former president of the Cauldron, Sean Dane, posted he said he was feeling heartbroken, and he comes to you today filled with heartache. The loss that is coming will hurt some more than others. But then he basically goes on to say that after discussing... Uh, With the membership and leadership of the Cauldron, the decision has been made at this time to kill the Cauldron Facebook group. Now, they still have a Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash Casey Cauldron. They still have their Twitter. They still have their Instagram. They still have their website. But the Cauldron group, group. where people had their, I guess you could call them lively discussions, has
2: been (laughs) put out of its misery. So, uh You want to know what my first thought about this was? What? Like, at first I was like, okay, makes sense. And that was like, because I do see a lot of hateful things on there. But, you know, there are a lot of playful things on there too. And, you know, very informative things. So it's like, that is where a lot of people got their news was in the Cauldron Facebook group. So I guess if you want Cauldron news, what are you going to do? Uh Subscribe to their Twitter and have all their tweets come to your phone is that like the best thing to do now then
1: that you could like I mean, their facebook, facebook sucks page. in general by the way yeah follow them on instagram i guess i mean i get their emails so i, I stay pretty up to date on like big announcements emails, yeah but, but yeah but like if you wanted that sort of everyday sort of touch point it's it's going to be twitter or it's going to be their facebook page or it's going to be yeah, yeah. Some, something else um
2: well they said it was a very negative it was becoming a very negative trolly environment. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I could see that. I never went down the rabbit hole, like reading a bunch of comments. Cause sometimes you find yourself just, just looking for negativity. You know what I mean? Just looking to feel like crap. So yeah, I never did do I mean, that, my, but I saw some stuff.
1: My first reaction when I was reading it, I kind of wanted to be like, well, welcome to the internet. Like <laughs> that's, that's yeah, what happens right. any, anywhere. Um, don't read the comments, but, uh, Yeah, I mean, I I get it. You don't. I mean, they feel as as the you know, if if we had we have a a no other pod Facebook page, but if we had a no other pod Facebook group and there was a lot of sort of arguments or negativity or whatnot, I feel like we would feel some level of responsibility for that. And we probably wouldn't want to be the ones that are enabling that. So,
2: yeah, but you set those guidelines early and say, you know, if you abuse it, you will be removed. I mean, that's simple enough.
1: That's, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to moderate all that and whatnot. I will say from a personal experience, I never really posted in the Cauldron Facebook group. I saw some conversations. No. I saw some crazy things that were happening in there sometimes. I saw some crazy people saying some crazy things, and it, it never was my uh, my cup of tea to jump on in there and engage. Um,
2: See, so I this think we doesn't... got some cool followers from there, though. We did. Some listeners, if you will.
1: We did. So uh, thank you all to those. Um if you haven't yet liked us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod, um, you can post on our wall. We don't update vault. that as much as
2: our Twitter, though. That's for sure.
1: No, we're always tweeting stuff out. I mean, look, nobody, nobody's it's just on easier. Facebook anymore. Let's be honest. Who's on Facebook? I, I check I it mean, like once a day, if that. So. And I
2: definitely don't post very often. I, I, I used to like post all the time, like I'm watching this game. I'm watching this movie. And now I'm like, who cares? No one cares what I'm yeah. watching.
1: Yeah, so Twitter is definitely the place to find us, uh, both at NoOtherPod, at mac 3 and at Dan Couser, which is a reminder where you send your pictures of Fred Savage. Um, oh, my God. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is this is sort of like a the end of a, a chapter for the cauldron, I feel like. Um, I know, look, I read through the comments because I was I curious out. to see the reaction, and, and there were some people who were mad, and there were a lot of people who were disappointed. So... Um, I feel for those people because it, it's kind of the way the world goes. A, a few idiots ruin it for everybody. And, uh, was there anybody in like,
2: there who was like, good. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't recall anybody who was like really happy. This was happening. Um, it was just a lot okay. of people who are basically kind of like, no, why? And a couple people who are like really mad. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, you know, it's, it's the end of an era, I guess you could say. Um, But hey, the cauldron will be going strong. Their page will be going strong. So uh, it's—I don't know. But hey, uh, it's—it's time has come, I guess. So we'll. uh, It's all
2: good. I'm not too worried about it. I think a lot of people probably will get over it in ten minutes. I mean, it's not a big deal. I think. I think you're uh, you're probably probably right. That tends to be how the yeah. internet
1: works. They get mad and then they move on because they see something else that's yeah. shiny. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine. Cauldron still exists. It's fine. Uh, but in some happier news, we did have uh, another Sporting KC preseason victory last week. We did indeed. as uh, Sporting KC took aggregate, on Feen- if you will. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix Rising um they did it over the course of what two scrimmages three scrimmages i don't know um two i believe two two seventy-five
2: 75 minute scrimmages
1: i think you're right so it was an aggregate three two win um sporting kc won the first scrimmage which had more of the starters in the lineup it was pretty much they won two
2: to one right
1: yeah and it was pretty much a first choice 11 um Johnny Russell scored in the 56th minute and Graham Zusi scored in the 72nd minute. Um, Lamar Neagle. Zeus is doing things, dude. I'm loving it. Zeus is doing stuff. We'll talk about him more in just a sec because uh, I want to talk about that more. Uh, Lamar Neagle scored for Phoenix Rising, which I haven't heard that name in a while because he's a former Sounders and DC United player. So I just learned literally right now that he was on Phoenix Rising. Um, but... Let's talk about this lineup for a second. You had Melia and goal expected back line of Zussi, Fontas, Beisler and Wallace, and then midfield, Ilya, Kellen Rowe and Felipe. And then the forwards, Johnny Russell, Christian Namath, Daniel Shallowy. That might be the day one or the CCL starting 11. Um, how do you feel about that lineup?
2: It sounds pretty, it's, pretty close to a first team lineup. And I think I saw, um, I mean, I think it looks like that that's, that's kind of who we're going to see. I mean, especially with champions league on the horizon, you know what I mean? Cause I think who you see in champions league is not exactly who you're going to see for a first MLS game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point because we have champions league on Thursday. Um, and then another week, we got the 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 away leg in Mexico, and then three days after that is the first MLS game in uh, in LA, LA. LAFC. That's right. Um, so it's going to be a really short turnaround. Um, are you? I know we've talked about Rodney Wallace and sort of what he brings and maybe why we'll see him a little bit at, at left back, starting in place of Seth Sinovic. Were you surprised to see Kellen Rowe in the midfield? instead of Roger and what looks to be potentially a, a, a starting 11.
2: I was a little surprised. Yeah. Um, how could you not be Roger? So solid all the time. But like I said, man, maybe they're just like, yo, let's give Kellen the, the champions league spot. And Roger comes in for the MLS spot. Let's, let's see what Kellen can do. Give him an early test.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And we, in uh, the athletic Published a, a really great article on Kellen Rowe from Paul Tenorio that I'm going to talk a little bit more about here uh, in, in just a little bit because there's some really great quotes in there. But um, the midfield depth, man, it's going to be so interesting for me to see how they balance Roger and Felipe and Kellen Rowe and Ilier and even Johan and Gianluca Buzio. Like there are so many midfielders that we can are go with. Are you calling him
2: Jim Luca? What are you calling him? Jim Luca? Gianluca. Gianluca. Okay. I thought you said Jim Luca. I was like, who the hell is that? (laughs) Jim Luca. Jim Luca. Jim Luca Um, is uh, just my buddy, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, He's an entirely different person. Um, My bad. I go off the rails sometimes. I just, I don't understand (laughs) things.
1: So I don't know. I, I'm really excited for, for the midfield depth here. Um,
2: Oh yeah. Depth is the name of the
1: game. The the one and and we had one of our uh, listeners a follower. Um, I was tweeting about the midfield depth earlier, and, and her name's Leanne, and she wrote back. She goes, "The one position I wish we still did sign was a, a, a little bit more depth in the defensive midfield." Which she's right. It, we got Ilya and pretty much no one else. Who said but, this? Uh, her her name's Leanne. She's a she follows me on Twitter. She follows the pod. Oh on yeah, Twitter. yeah. She probably follows no, you. No, I know Twitter. Leanne. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. She die knows her soccer real well. Sporting. Sporting yeah, Blue she, all knows, the way. she knows a lot about soccer, and she pointed out, rightly so. Hey, we the one position we don't have a lot of depth at in the midfield is Ooh, good point. Uh, defensive midfield behind Ilyet. Um That's true,
2: man. Who do
1: you put in there? Ilié goes down. Who steps in? Well, so that's a good question. Um, I mean, you could put Felipe back there, but he's so good in that number eight, even number ten spot that you don't, you know, I don't know if you want to do that. Um, you know, I almost it's not wonder really if a you Buccio
2: take spot is it.
1: I mean, he could, but he's still more of a little, kind of a number eight. You could put Juan Kuzan back there. He's done it a little bit, but again, he's not yeah. really a true defensive midfielder. You know, I wonder if they start putting, um, they could get crazy and they could put Roger back there, or they could, you know, I don't know. That, that's the one position where if Ilié goes down, who 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 do you turn to? Maybe someone from SPR. I don't know. Uh, they um, could
2: they could also pull Kellen Rowe back there, though. I mean, it's uh. Kellen yeah. Rose played all over the
1: field, you know. Yeah, he's played just about everything except. Keeper. He
2: jokes about it too. He's like, "Yeah, it's nice to actually have a position now here in Kansas City."
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's very happy. Um, I'll just go Seems to this like now. It. Let me just read read you some of these quotes here because this is a this is okay. Um, th- this is pretty cool. So, um. You know, he he when he was reflecting on his time in New England, and he said some games I didn't fit in Friedel's system. Um, yeah, you know, I just didn't feel like myself. I'd been in New England for seven years, and and you know, it just felt like I needed a change of scenery. Basically, so he says he gets traded to Kansas City, and he called Teal Bunbury and Chris Tierney, um, who who both uh, played in Kansas City, um, and you know, they both said this is the best case scenario for you. You're in a place that's going to play your style and it's going to be the most fun you've ever had. And then he kind of pauses for a second. He goes, and they were right. So he's been here for what? A little more than a month. And he's already saying it's the most fun he's ever had. Um, And then Peter Vermee starts talking about, you know, how he fits into Sporting's culture a little bit. And PV says, it's like he was dying for it. Um, yeah. And and then Rowe says he's he's kind of getting back to his old ways of getting forward and and trying to score goals. Um, and then Paul Tenorio, who wrote the article, said he's being asked to stay higher up in the field, closer to the goal. So I don't know. That's real interesting. They might really like him in that sort of number ten attacking midfield role, which might put yeah. Felipe back in that sort of number eight Roger type position. Which then and then have Ilya back in. Uh, in the number 6 defensive midfield role. So
2: Yeah, he's asked to stay know. up because I mean you got Zeus or Seth or Rodney Wallace behind you. I mean we're 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 definitely an attacking team and we're not packing it in. So I mean it's it's exciting, dude. I'm excited to see what Kellen Rowe can do. Um never really liked him when he was with the Revolution, but that's things change, man. Your worst enemy could become your favorite player once he plays for your team. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, he said, uh,
1: "My mood is absolutely transcending my game. I'm back to my fun, happy, creative self. Uh, I'm being more creative than I have been. I'm making more runs than I ever have been, and it seems to just be going on the rise. And that's what I wanted. If I were to leave New England, um, now I'm in a new spot. I can do new things. Really, it sounds like he was like in a hostage
2: situation in New
1: England. He just sounds kind of so
2: did right. Yeah. It's like blink, blink when twice he-
1: if you're okay." He might have been because we all know Brad Friedel basically wanted his players to murder each other in the locker room. So. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, good for him. Happy to see what he might do. Interesting to see how he plays and, and how Peter balances out this midfield.
2: Um, yeah, for real.
1: But you mentioned Zusi. I want to get your take on on what we might see from Zusi because he had a phenomenal year last year from that right back spot. Um, he he had some of the he was in like the top five players in the league in touches in the attacking uh, part of the field across all positions, which is crazy because he's a fullback and he had some of the the highest number of key passes of any player in the league too. So um, you mentioned that Zussi's getting in the attack and he's scoring goals. Do you think we're still going to see, even though he's getting older that sort of attacking minded Zusi who will just push up and, and really basically add another winger, another forward into the attack when Sporting Casey's pushing for a goal.
2: Oh, man. It sure as hell seems like it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, he, I mean, how, I don't know how many goals he scored. It's what, like three or four maybe in the preseason? It's, Some of it's way more than like th- from it's 25 yards th- out.
2: It's way more than any right back should be scoring at this rate. So let's rock and roll, man.
1: Yeah, and if he pushes up into that right sort of wing spot from the right, uh, right back spot, what it does is it allows Johnny to cut in more and make those runs. And how many times did we see Johnny cut in or make a delayed run and it was Roger or Zeus or someone who made a cutback pass to Johnny who just picked it up in the box and fired it in the goal? Um, yeah,
2: or how many times does you know Johnny make that run and does a cutback pass to Zeus or something or Roger? Yeah. I mean, they do it, they yeah. do it all the time for each other.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, it gives you a lot of options in the attack when you have a fullback who can do that. And now we might have a fullback who can do it on the other side, too, and Rodney Wallace. So Man, um, I'm,
2: oh, I'm getting so excited. My nipples are hard. Pretty
1: cool stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I said pretty cool stuff after you said my nipples are hard, but <laughs> yep, that's how yep, it played out in my mind. So uh, you did. We'll leave it at that. Um, but, yeah, so – Wednesday tonight, five PM, split squad against the Houston Dynamo. The matches are going to be played concurrently, so it'll probably be first team against first team, and then backups against backups. Um, but yeah, catch that streaming. I'm assuming on SportingKC.com. Um, watch yeah, us, watch Facebook. them
2: give us the stream of the backups, and we'll be like, you bastards! I swear to God, <laughs> they haven't
1: specified um, burn it down. So yeah, that'll be on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and SportingKC.com. So. Um pre- pretty cool stuff there. Um and then of course the following week we go into CCL uh against Toluca. Um Toluca finally broke Man. their losing skid. They drew 1-1 against Cruz Azul, so they're they're not on a losing streak anymore. Um but it's coming. So we uh we won't spend a ton of time this week previewing that game. We've talked quite a bit about it, but we yeah. did get a question I want to ask. Um, Miles, he's a, a follower of ours on Twitter, and he says, do you think we have the firepower to win all four trophies if you count the supporter Shield this year? So he's talking oh, supp- Supporters' Shield, U.S. Open Cup, MLS Cup, and CONCACAF Champions League. He says, oh, I know my. it's optimistic, but do you think it can happen? So I don't know. What do you I think? I mean...
2: anything anything can happen if you put your mind to it i i I don't know man like dude you're gonna ask me all right pessimistic patrick over here yeah i'm just like i i don't know i'd I'd be glad with uh i'd be glad with another u.s open cup since we win it on uh odd numbered years well (laughs) 2015 17 yeah that'd be cool yeah, but so I don't he- know, man. It's four trophies is a lot to ask of any club, but holy shit, wouldn't it be a party if we did?
1: It'd be pretty cool, but here's what I'd say. No MLS team has ever won CONCACAF Champions League.
2: So, even if we won that, yeah, we'd be making history. Um that's true. That'd be nuts. I'd take that. Wouldn't even need MLS Cup. Like that's that'd be very cool. So, four
1: Again, I, I, I'm going to echo what Dan said. I don't want to sound pessimistic, but I wouldn't pin your hopes on us winning four trophies this year. Um, that is that is something that would be very, very, very difficult. And in all honesty, pretty much out of the team's control because you not only have to basically hit on all cylinders in every competition, but you have to hope that you do not get bit by the injury bug. And that's not always in your control. So it's... Uh, I don't know. Wouldn't count on it, but it's hey, true, man. I, I like the optimism. So
2: I just want to make a good run. And if we're gonna get like if we're gonna get knocked out of the competition, I want to get knocked out by like another MLS team or or meet an MLS team in the finals. Because I I want to I'm rooting for the league to to win this competition this year. I, I really am. And I think Atlanta has a really good chance. I think we could maybe do some damage. Um, it it'll be interesting to watch.
1: So are you rooting for Atlanta to win it if we get not? Like, let's say Atlanta's in the final. Do you want them to win it over a Mexican team? Do you want Atlanta in their second yeah. year of existence to be the first MLS team to win CONCACAF Champions League?
2: I mean, well, when you put it that way, Jimmy, you make it sound <laughs> absolutely awful. But I I would say, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. I, I would take... American team over Mexican team. And that's that's not me being racist. All right. That's me rooting for our league. Because <laughs> no one's ever done it. Yeah. I don't want you to make it sound like, oh, oh, he doesn't like Mexicans. It's just stop <laughs> It's not true.
1: Well, you're a, <laughs> you're a better person than I because I am a spiteful, mean person, and I do not want Atlanta to win it. I would root for a Liga team over me? Atlanta because I don't need Are that. Are you kidding me? I don't need that on my Twitter timeline. If they're smug enough. Like we don't need them taking oh, man. the CONCACAF trophy to God knows what nasty club in Atlanta, like they, they, they did with that. the MLS Cup. And yeah, well, like they haven't beat
2: us. All right, have, we we never true. lost them.
1: Never lost. <laughs> Undefeated. Never lost. Um, Undefeated. I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't know why I quoted Levar Ball there. I didn't ever think no, that that would be to. something that I quoted that on this podcast. I was yeah. at.
2: I was actually quoting Keenan Thompson from SNL as LaVar Ball. Oh, see that's the way you do it. I made my mistake. I should have been yeah. quoting Keenan as LaVar. Um, there
1: you go. <laughs> uh anyway, so good question.
2: Um, but you know, that's going to be tough. Um, oh my god, dude. It, it's Okay, you wouldn't Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I can't get over this. You wouldn't, you wouldn't root for Atlanta. But that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> I just, I just don't like
1: them. If you, if you've interacted with um, them on Twitter, then, and they don't like me, I don't like them. We have an understanding, you know, we, there's a couple people out there where I'm like, okay, I don't mind you as a person, but
2: like your Atlanta fandom, I don't need in my life. So. Uh, well, Jimmy, tell me, uh, tell me something. Tell me something. Uh, oh, tell me something, boy. I don't know. Uh, do you <laughs> know? <I'm> Do you know if who, who's broadcasting Champions League games? Uh, let me let me shout this from the rooftops. We do not
1: know who is broadcasting
2: <laughs> the Concacaf Champions League. Um, Yo, people want to know, man. I see people commenting, like people that I follow or follow me or whatever that we're, we're commenting on MLS page, we're commenting on Ch- uh, Concacaf page. No one knows anything. And I think they're withholding that information just to spite all of you. Yeah, They're like, you is... want to know? You're not going to know to the <laughs> night before. I'm not going to tell you.
1: Uh, I don't think they probably have a broadcast partner yet. Didn't they just stream <laughs> the games on Facebook in English last year? Like, isn't that a thing uh, they did? I think they did that
2: as well as Unimas. Unimos which I hope yeah. is not on Unimas because I'm using my dad's cable subscription and he got rid of that channel. I think Bastard. the Spanish
1: might be still on Unimas. But uh, as far as English. Okay,
2: well, I don't have that.
1: On, as far as English, it's maybe either we'll going to get it
2: on the old book.
1: <laughs> it's probably going to end up on Facebook or, or who knows, maybe this weird flow sports platform, but
2: not a lot of people uh, have that. Bad. So, you know, no one. Put does. it on the twits, man. Yeah. Put it on the book face. <laughs> well, I'll, I, I like Facebook. I think it works. Man, it, I, it'd be sweet if they put it on ESPN Plus, because I have that. That's fine. Oh, but, that, uh, I don't see them doing that, but They yeah. won't.
1: They won't. So, CONCACAF probably doesn't even know I what like they're doing ESPN yet. I
2: like ESPN Plus, by the way. I do, too. You like
1: ESPN Plus? I do. $5 a month. Bro. Can't beat it.
2: $5 a month? I've been I've been watching replays of KU basketball games. Uh, UFC <laughs> is on it now. I yeah. could do a whole commercial for them right now. I've been watching UFC, man. It's been great. There you go.
1: They got some good original programming on there. All the 30 for 30s. So mm,
2: I have not watched those, but they yes. Are, they are not a sponsor. We just like them. Um, yeah, we but, don't have a coupon code for you or anything, so just no. uh, check it out. It's fun. But uh, yeah, so I don't know.
1: Sorry, guys. We don't have a better answer for you. We'll probably all find out together well, like damn. Wednesday night or Thursday morning. <laughs> um, That's true. So, yeah, I did get officially approved by CONCACAF today to go as media next Thursday. So
2: what? Oh, because CONCACAF has to approve you.
1: Yeah, I can't use the normal sporting credential. I have to go through CONCACAF. So, um,
2: Wow. OK, um, here I was thinking I'd have my friend watching the game with me, but no. Oh, wait, I'm <laughs> not going to be there. What am I talking no. about?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're still in in Chi-Town. Um, Forgot about that. I was getting a little nervous because I was like, what do I do if they don't approve me? We're a week out now. I'm going to have to find a ticket somehow. But uh they did. So I will be there. Um nice. but yeah. Um we don't know what channel CONCACAF is on, but we do know the broadcast schedule for the rest of Sporting KC's MLS games. Um That's right. What is it, nine, I think, national T V games on ESPN and FS one? Which I don't know, but to me that feels like it's less than it has been, and it feels like it's less than a lot. Like I think Atlanta has like eighteen or something on national TV, something stupid.
2: Well, why wouldn't they? So it's that's yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. People so, love them some Atlanta, dude. They're in the they're in the nationals. They're they're in the eye now. They're in the eye of the, the world. So what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's gonna be a lot on Fox Sports K C when the Royals are on, it's gonna be on Fox Sports K C plus. Um so hey. You know, it is what it is. We'll watch it. But you can check all that yep. out on uh it's right. on Sporting KC's website. Um, but something else that's kind of cool, at least I think it's kind of cool is did you see that Children's Mercy Park was recognized as a top tourist attraction in the state of
2: Kansas? I did see that wasn't it right under Schlitterbahn with their death slide? Sorry, uh, I, too soon. Should've I didn't actually
1: it. see the whole
2: list um. No, I, it's not on there. I shouldn't have said it. I just feel Schlitterbahn's <laughs> there, and you, the death slide was yeah. up there forever. It was very ominous. Yeah, they finally took it down. Poor taste, guys. They, uh, they Is might, it down
1: now? It's down now, and I
2: heard rumors they might just close the park altogether because
1: I don't know who wants to go there anymore. Well, yeah,
2: no one's no one's going. It ha- it has ghosts. Yeah, so um, Children's Mercy Park is
1: among the top 11 most visited attractions for visitors uh traveling more than 50
2: miles uh so (laughs) what a weird list by the way uh give me your give me your top 11 wait what why not just top 10 no no top 11 you piece of crap
1: so i think what that
2: means is we are children's mercy park is number 11
1: (laughs) Um, that would be my guess that makes sense why else would you say they're in the top 11 um that's true but that's cool i mean what there's been like 150 just about straight sellouts it's a cool park like it's i really really enjoy
2: it i love it so dude every time i get to go i right when i pull into the parking lot i'm 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 having a good time immediately yeah it's a party i remember before i even went what about to tailgate
1: man oh yeah we are um but i remember before i even went to my first sporting game we were shopping for furniture at nebraska furniture mart and it was like a game was going on and i heard the music it yeah. was like during the intro and i was like that's a party like i need to be over there
2: so dude same I was just up there like going to dinner and I and like a game was going on I was like Live Strong Park huh what is this place and uh I never knew I was like "Ah, maybe I'll go to a game sometime I'll figure it out <laughs> never did for a long time after that um but it's pretty cool I know we did get
1: a question from uh Garrett on Twitter who wanted to know if uh Children's Mercy Park expansion is a real thing or is it just like a DP number nine oh. which cut me
2: deep um But no, it's not a thing. They said they want a lot more on the wait list before they even do that, and there's really no wait list now. Like, anyone could have gotten season tickets this year,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think they said they wanted 10,000 people on the wait list. Last I heard, there was like 3,000 maybe on a wait list, but then some more season tickets came available. So I don't know if there still is a wait list now or not. Um, right, but that's a ways off. Like, I know we sell it out every game, but. We wouldn't if we added 10,000 more seats. So, and if they're going to expand it, they're going to add, like, because you're not going to just expand to add a couple thousand more seats. So you're going to, if you're going to expand, you're going to do it once and you're going to do it right. And it's going to be like from a 20 to 30,000 seat stadium, but then you want to make sure you can keep selling those seats. So, right. I don't know, but y'all can ask Jake Reed on Twitter, February 18th. They're doing a hashtag ask Jake. So I'm sure he'd love to get that oh, yeah. question will ask. for
2: like the 37,000th time. Um, dude it's president's day and so they're gonna have ask the president anything you want (laughs) do
1: you have a question that you'd want to ask jake
2: if you could ask him anything um i'll probably ask him when we can get him on no other pod hey oh there you go come on
1: jake anytime uh we won't ask you about expansion (laughs) so i you know what i I don't see a bad i don't see a bad idea for that what I would ask him, I'd want more mm. information as to why both Sporting KC and no other pub cut off all ties with Boulevard. Because if we're all about for the city, for glory, for didn't city. they talk about it? I, they've talked about it briefly, but I didn't like his name. He basically said it was money, which I, <laughs> I get. It's money, whatever. You're running a business. But like, look. If you are gonna be all about the city for the city, Kansas City, we're born here, we're raised here, whatever. Like, I think that you need to work with it. Like, obviously Boulevard's not gonna be able to drop the money Anheuser Busch can, but like, let's work with our hometown brewery. Like, that was such an awesome partnership, but now you can't get a Boulevard Wheat at the stadium or at no other pub. Like, I hate it. Like, I just it it bugs me. So, that's my that's my bone to pick with them,
2: but. Well, it is weird that they can't do it at no other pub, that that pub is so strongly affiliated with the team that that they have the same beer structure as the stadium. I mean, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. That's what I'd ask him. But, hey, I'm sure y'all will have other crazy stuff to ask him as well because y'all have crazy uh, stuff. We'll just ask him about no other pod. Yeah, we'll do that too. But I, I know the fans <laughs> will come up with a bunch of stuff uh, because – our our guy Chad Smith from the blue Testament put out call a call on Twitter asking people, what do they want him to ask Peter Vermees in Arizona? And he got some, some responses that I was like, there's no way in hell Chad can ask that to Peter because Peter will snap him in half on the spot. Um, like he was getting suggestions like, why don't you ask him why we never actually win any trophies anymore? And I'm like, yep, that'll go well
2: with Peter. Oh boy. Yeah. That's going to go great. (laughs) Um, but he did ask, and he what does re- that mean? Win any trophies anymore? We just won Open Cup in 2017, right.
1: and we made it to the Western Conference Final in the playoffs. Like, I know it didn't end how we wanted it right. to, but we made it. Like, let's let's chill, people. They're, they're, he's building something. It's we're, it's fine. Yeah. Um. But did you see this pretty cool article he wrote? I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but Chad wrote this on on uh, Blue Testament, where he basically talks about few good quotes yeah there's some good quotes that sporting KC actually have more players over the maximum salary budget charge than any other team in the league which i didn't realize so that's kind of crazy we have nine huh. there's other teams that, that have, is interesting that have eight um the maximum the budget uh the max wow i can't talk the salary cap for the league um uh, was just over four million dollars last year and because of Peter's wizardry with targeted allocation money and general allocation money and all that, our nine highest-paid players by themselves made almost $9 million, which is more than double the salary cap. So, Sporting Casey's spending.
2: Dude, he makes it work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're not dropping $18 million
2: on a Pity Martinez. So, yeah, there's room there. He kind of said what we all knew. He said what we all knew. Like, you know, players it's hard to get them to come to Kansas city. So we got to do a different route while everyone else wants to go to New York or go to LA and Casey's very overlooked. So we got to sell players at the right time. We got to use our Tam and Gam wisely. And i got to say, he's done a pretty damn good job of it. Yeah. People
1: are always talking about, what about all that Dom Dwyer money? We never spent it. We got all these people on free transfers. Well, we are spending it because we don't have players like Felipe or Johnny Russell or, uh, Beesler or Zusi or or Johan, any of them, they're all on the team because of targeted allocation. Like Johnny's making almost a million and a half. Yeah. Felipe's making a million and a half. Like Namath's making a million. Like all of these people, they have to get paid somehow.
2: So and Right. We're not paying a nine million dollar, you know, Michael Bradley. We're we're spreading the wealth here, you know. Right. Which I love. Um I really like what he's doing. I think it's great. So um, and then we got
1: the young guys like Buzio, Lindsay, and Juan Cousin. Um, and in that same interview, peter it's a different article on Blue Testament, but it was the same interview. Peter basically said he wants these kids to get a lot more playing time. Like Buzio was in the 18 a lot last year, but he'd really only get like 10 minutes here and there. And he said he wants all of these guys to get 90 minutes of time. And he wants them to get somewhere between 24 and 30 minutes over the course of the year. Now, whether that's with SKC, excuse me, 24 to 30 games worth of minutes. Now, whether that's with SKC or whether that's 30
2: minutes all year.
1: (laughs) No. Yeah. He wants like 30 full games worth of minutes for these guys. Right. So that whether it's with the Swope Park Rangers, yeah, it might be SKC. It might be Swope Park. He even said, Hey, even if that's with some, some of the youth national teams, it's game minutes, but it don't you think it is better for players to be getting real live game minutes, even if it's on a Swope Park than it is to be sitting on the bench and only get, seven to 10 minutes here and there
2: like it has to be yeah. right no i any any minutes are good minutes yeah so you know with
1: with as crowded as the midfield is too you know there might not be as much room for buzio or juan kuzan and with zussi there might not be as much room for Jalen Lindsay, especially now that we have rodney wallace on the left and that's where Lindsay played quite a bit last year um I just don't want people to get worried if they don't see them playing as much with the first team. I'm sure they will in the open cup, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a bad thing if they're getting a lot of minutes with Swope Park minutes is better than no minutes. So, um, I agree. Don't get too worried there, but did, uh, did you see Buzio's quote when, uh, he was talking about MLS soccer put up a whole big article about Buzio maybe becoming the next Tyler Adams. Did you see what he said here?
2: Uh, he was very, he's very proud of it. Wasn't he? Yeah. He goes, what I saw it. I don't remember. He
1: says, you can see I'm in the same spot that Tyler Adams was two years ago, a 16 year old playing in MLS, getting a couple of games in, and now he's in the Bundesliga. I think of it as why can't that be me? Um, and he goes, right. Why not me? Right. I mean, Hey, he's got all the potential in the world. Taylor Twelman said earlier, he wouldn't be surprised if he got some European interest soon. Um, you'd hate to see him go really. Cause he's so talented, but you can't blame him for looking at that and being like, Hey, I want to do that. Right. I mean, that's what any player wants to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, he goes, you know, teams are coming to MLS to look for younger players. So that's exciting for me. Just knowing teams are gonna be looking. I think I'm in a good spot right now um to show him what I can do. So hey, we'll see. Hopefully he gets some good minutes. And if he gets sold, we'll we'll wish him good luck. Hopefully he'll get more playing time than Eric Palmer Brown has. Um I don't really know what's going on with him. Yeah, for real. But uh but yeah, so um in other news we uh we got a couple other – or one other question that I I want to get to for sure um, from a, a listener. It's our buddy Bob and Weave. Um, he asked what we think about uh, Children's Mercy Park putting down um, the new turf a week and a half out before the game. He goes, granted, Kansas City grounds crews are masters at what they do. Um I don't think either of us are really turf experts or grounds crews. So, I mean, for me, I'm just kind of deferring to the grounds crew that they know what they're doing. I mean, is there any concern for you about having new turf for the game next week?
2: Yeah, I definitely don't have any concerns. I think it it must've been time to do that. Right. I mean, it, uh, right. I mean, it was, it was time and they, they do it when it's time. Yeah, Like whether the weather conditions have taken a toll on it or, you know, they used to have concerts there, and that would just kill the turf. So,
1: Yeah, I think it's just like you said, it's time. I mean, going through a Kansas City winter, especially with all the snow and ice we've had, there's no way turf would have lasted all winter long. So I think this is probably pretty normal is my right. guess. Um, and I'd rather have new turf on the field than nasty turf that was all ruined from the weather and from last season and concerts. So yeah, for real. I'm not too worried, but... Um, that's what I have as far as Sporting KC related, uh, topics. Uh, I'm ready to move on to a couple of quick hits around the league, unless you have something else you want to mention. Yeah, do it. Okay. No, not at all. So we all saw Sporting KC's jersey come out last week. There have been some more jerseys released around the league. A lot of the away jerseys. Have you noticed that they're basically just plain white t-shirts? Um, they're really I have, Uh, it's all
2: kind of boring. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's a mandate from Adidas or what, but I kind of hate it. It's not good. Um, right. FC Cincinnati is one of those that basically just has a plain white t-shirt as their away shirt. It's got a little bit of a design, but nothing crazy. Um, I did like their home Jersey. I don't know if you saw that it's kind of vertical orange and blue stripes with a little bit of like a pattern on it. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then someone pointed out that their Jersey is literally just a pre-made template from the like Adidas, my team where you can make your own Jersey on the website. Like you and I could have gone out and made this Jersey. They just pulled it off that website from like 2017 and gave it to Cincinnati. Yes. (laughs) That's hilarious. And not only that, it gets worse. FC Cincinnati, neither the fans nor the players get authentic jerseys this year. Everyone gets replica, including the players. They will be playing on the field in replica jerseys.
2: Yes. (laughs) What the heck is that about?
1: I just, I don't know. Like, supposedly they claim they don't have enough lead time and that it takes 18 months to design and get these jerseys made, which I know Chad, the designer for Sporting KC, mentioned too. But, like, feels like Adidas could have at least gotten the
2: players real jerseys,
1: right? Like, how hard is that?
2: I don't understand. I it shouldn't be hard at all. I I was very shocked. I was like, uh so they they're not going to have like the form fitting, the better, you know, the better stitching, the better quality they're going to be wearing t-shirts. Yeah, and it's thicker like replica Yeah, jerseys. it's a
1: thicker material. It doesn't breathe as well, so they're probably going to be all sweaty and nasty. Um yeah. I feel bad for them. Like it kind of sucks, but you think that like yeah, as you should. Wouldn't, I almost wonder how MLS let this happen. Because wouldn't you think that MLS knew far enough in advance, even before they officially announced Cincinnati, like, hey, we're probably going to have them in MLS this year. Like, let's start preparing a jersey. Um, I guess not, but I don't know. I guess not. It's just a weird, weird situation there. Um, <laughs> Over in Atlanta, so they signed... Paul Pogba, your boy, his older brother.
2: Um, <laughs> um, you freaked me out for a minute. You said they signed Paul Pogba. Yeah, no. I was like, wait, they, they did, they did, they did that whole
1: thing where they tweeted out, like, Atlanta United has signed Pogba, and everyone's like, oh my God, no, there's no way. And then it's like, well, it's his older brother who played in like Turkey and walked off the field during the middle of a game. But, um,
2: Oh, my gosh. But
1: now Atlanta's going to have a Pogba, and they'll have the jerseys that say Pogba on the back. So um, they'll make a big deal out of that. But not all is love and rainbows and kittens in Atlanta because apparently Darlington Nagby is trying to force a trade to go to Columbus and reunite with his old coach, Caleb Porter, which I think is kind of funny because Atlanta paid a million dollars for him like a season ago. So...
2: That is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. I uh, I thought Atlanta overpaid for him at the time, but there's no way that they're going to get a million dollars back for him now that he's a year older and wants out and is a year closer to his contract ending. I wouldn't think, right? So he's either going to be unhappy or they're going to take a big loss on him, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I think they'll probably take the loss. They'll be like, okay, whatever, we can do that.
1: I guess if they trade him, that means you got Barco, who might be able to play a little bit more, but he wasn't that great last year either. so That's true. Um, an update on the LA Galaxy 4 designated player situation, because I know some people are interested in that. Apparently, Sam Stachgol... That's uh, right.
2: They're doing like a restructure they're or something, trying, right?
1: Yeah, they're trying to restructure G- Gio Dos Santos's contract, um, so he won't count as a designated player in 2019. I don't know how that l- I don't understand I don't either. I didn't think this was allowed. <laughs> so I, I don't, I think this is MLS just making up rules as they go again, which, which they do.
2: I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I just, when I think I know a little bit about soccer, something like this happens. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything. just do a podcast and uh, talk about actual games and stuff. None of this behind the scenes, restructuring contracts, trying to be a designated player. Crap. No. It's just weird, yeah, man. It is.
1: I did see an Atlanta, um, reporter tweeted an idea. He goes, what if MLS allowed teams to pay for extra DP spots? So you could pay a million dollars for a fourth and then 2 million for a fifth and 3 million for a six. And I'm like, no, get out of here. Because then Atlanta is just going to throw a hundred million dollars every year and win the whole thing every time. And everyone's going to hate it. That's a terrible idea. So I don't exactly, I don't know. Um, Did you, by the way, see Sebastian Giovinco's goal? His first goal for his new club, Al Hilal FC.
2: I did. I saw you share that.
1: If I'm Toronto FC fan, I see that and I just would burst into tears. (laughs) That was such a beautiful run, such a beautiful goal. Go find it if you haven't seen it. But it's just right. You know, they supposedly paid Toronto paid a release clause of eight million euros for a player from Genk. I think is how you say it. G E N K. Um, but they don't want to release the player and now it's a big to do, so Toronto's in a bad way. I don't know. MLS is weird, man. It's such a weird league.
2: Very much so. So
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's all that's all I got. We're coming up on that hour mark. Um is there anything else you want to tell our good and faithful
2: listeners? Nope. I really don't think there is. We got that game, five PM tonight. So let's uh let's watch about it and talk about it next week
1: yes sir thank you guys so much for listening um whether it's your first time or your 72nd time because it's our 72nd Ooh. episode uh we want to just thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts um don't forget to rate us and review us give us those five stars like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod follow us on twitter at no other pod at jc max 03 at dan kuzer uh, send us an email no other pod at gmail.com um mm. But other than that, we'll be back with you next week, as it is CONCACAF Champions League Game Week. So until then, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, we'll catch y'all later. See ya! Mac and
2: Coos, thrilling hour of excitement!